Well, I've also found that uh, some artists, they make mistakes. They're not flexible. If a uh, potential customer wants a framed photograph in a certain frame molding or unframed or, or whatever, they are unwilling to uh, to make the change or they're unwilling to do it. And it's basically, you know, you buy it as you see it or you don't buy it at all. And I've seen the customer walk. Well, I've helped actually know. an artist that reminds me of one specific event at the Grand Canyon where we showed the painter. And this painter had friends that were very, let's say, personal. I mean, they were nice, but it's obvious that they wouldn't fit in every possible home decor. They are very, very specific. Um, and the customer came and said, I love the painting. And uh, he said, but I hate the frame. And he told me that. He did not tell her, because I think he was a little shy about telling the artist. So he went to see me. We were showing together. And I told the customer, I said, you know, if it was me, I'd immediately take off the frame and sell you just a penny. Okay? And I told the customer, and the customer said, well, how much less would that be? And I said, you know, to be honest with you, relatively little money, because really the price that you're paying is for the artwork, not for the frame. So it might be 10%, might be 20%, you know. Exactly. Something like that, 15% would probably be accurate. So anyway, I, I told him, I said, but I can't do it because it's not my work. So let me go to the artist and ask. So I brought the customer to the artist, and I told her, I said, this person loves your work, but just doesn't like the frame. Okay, no, no insult about the frame selection, it just doesn't fit in his home. And, and I said, can you take the frame off and just send him the artwork? And, and take 15% off. I mean, the person was, was fine with that. The customer was fine with that. And she had a fit. Do you remember? Yes, I do. I mean, she started yeah. jumping up and down. What did she do exactly? Well, she was saying that she would not sell it right. unframed. You know, because... And I believe what she was upset about is that she had paid a framer right. so much money to mat and frame mm -hmm. that piece of work right. that she couldn't sell it unframed because in her mind, and maybe in reality, she was going to lose some money if she sold it unframed. But the way I had arranged the deal with the customer, it was a done thing. Um, she wasn't going to lose any money because I was only discounted by 15%. Right, right. So... Um, the frame could not have cost her less than 15% of that piece. She was actually making a profit. Um, but I think that what was happening here was, you know, suddenly on the financial side, you know, there was this consideration, but like I said, I had taken care of it. There's no, no way she could have lost money. But I think that what was going on was exactly what I talk about, you know, in my essay, which I'm writing, which is, here was an artist in business. And the person that was coming out at that very moment when I brought the customer to her was the artist, not the business person. Yes. She was a pure artist. I chose this frame for very good reasons. This frame goes with this piece. This is a complete package. I can't believe that you're going to do me the insult of taking the frame away and just buying the piece. I, sorry, can't do it. Right. You know, and she lost. And we were looking at several hundred dollars. You know, mm -hmm. it's not exactly like it's going to break the bank, but, you know, why pass on it? No, I agree. I mean... I, I was agree. stunned. <laughs> I was stunned. And it took her, I think, several hours to recover. Mm -hmm. I mean, she had to take a walk, and she had to cool off, and, and walk along the canyon, and then came back and said... And the thing, the day after, the next day, she finally said, uh, I know what you were trying to do, and I appreciate it, but I couldn't put up with it. Or <laughs> yeah, she apologized, I, mean, I think, for getting upset. You yeah. know, and, and... A true artist. <laughs> yeah, a true artist. And, you know, just... Uh, 
you know, it's this way or the highway, you know, and, and uh, right. um, yeah. Well, I've also noticed at shows that uh, sometimes artists do not charge for their time either when they right. price their work. So they really can't afford to lower it no. much more than what they have it price that already and I think that frustration comes out sometimes you know you and I know that we both charge for our time you know we know how much we want to make and well uh, I charge $300 an hour whether I do consulting or whether I frame artwork it's $300 an hour right so you know that's why the markup on a frame piece is 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 significant Um, sure that's what I want to make you know right and a lot of people come to me and say, well, why don't you slash your prices by half? Let's say you, you, you know, reduce it by half. Yeah, but then I have to have twice as many customers. And we know one thing that's very, very important to guarantee that we, have, we produce the quality that we want to produce. And that thing is that we've got to make a choice between quality and quantity. That we can't have both. Right. I mean, I wish we could. I wish we could. I wish we could do as many possible artwork as we want and can with the highest quality possible. Period. Right. But it's not possible. Right. As the quality, as the quantity of artwork that we produce increases, the quality decreases because we have to cut corners. Uh, I mean, we can't possibly frame 1,000 pieces in a day, you and I, which would mean 500 a piece, and keep the same quality that if we frame five. It's not possible. Right. Well, with these new photographers coming out and doing this show, they also have the belief, I, I believe some of them have, and that is that since they are printing digitally, and digital is not as expensive as right. chemical, therefore, you know, the price should, should be much lower. Why? Right. right. Yeah, exactly. You know? Right. It, it's, in my opinion, you know, it right. shouldn't be. No, that, that's a stunning thing, and it just makes me laugh every time I hear it, because it's like Picasso says, God, I just started painting with acrylic. <laughs> I can't believe it. I was paying a fortune for those damn oil paints. And you know how much they are? I mean, have you ever bought a tube of cadmium red? Cadmium red... A tube about an inch long, it's or let's very, say two inches long. Very expensive. Could be 50 bucks. Yes. Well, now I'm using acrylic and the same tube is not two inches, it's 10 inches long, and I'm paying $5. So that's it. All of my prices slashed tremendously. So that what used to be a $10,000 penny, 400 bucks. And you put a big sign up right. in front of the Picasso house, say, big sale, right? Acrylic. Right. You know, the acrylic free day sale, right? Right. But before that, you were very uh, frugal with your cadmium red (laughs) and your paintings, probably. You didn't use much of it. Right. And now, of course, he's using as much (laughs) cadmium red. Now, you can use as much. In in fact, you're probably using much more. (laughs) So now he has another banner that says more paint, new. You know, uh, thicker layers. Uh, you know, I use all I want, nobody cares, you know, it's fantastic, you know, so it's better, bigger, less expensive. But the fact is that, you know, this sounds very good if we are selling, you know, some, something that's extremely easy to produce. And I'm not going to give examples because I'm always wrong and it offends people and I can understand why. But let's say this approach, you know, bigger, better, less expensive, works if we are selling something that's very easy to produce, that yes. can be mass-produced. Okay, something that can be made on a machine, 
probably on an assembly line and you have hundreds of workers, each of them screwing one screw to the thing or doing one operation to the thing and it comes out on the other side and we ship it in trucks and we're sold, we're selling them by the million. But when you do one piece of art a month or a day, you know, and, and you know, the rate is going to change from one artist to another, but you do one piece of art right. and you don't know where the next one is and the creation of that one piece depends on your inspiration. It's based on your desire to create and not on the fact that you have to check in and, and uh, stamp your card in the morning punch at in eight, and punch out. punching and punching out. I don't even know the terms because I don't do it. I've never <laughs> I used it. to do it all the time. <laughs> God, I was blessed to never have done it in my life. Um, and I think that's why I'm, I'm the way I am. Um, if you do that in the morning, you are not in a creative mood. But if you generate artwork based on your creativity, how can you say more, bigger and better? There's not going to be more. Okay, so there's one problem, the problem of creation, the problem of the artist himself.